Hey, this is Pastor Nate Cook, and you're listening to Pontificating Pastors, a podcast where we lock two pastors in a room and just let them talk about anything and everything. My friend Michael Pig is a church planner in San Marcos, Texas, and I'm a traditional church pastor here in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Today on the podcast, Michael and Nate are live and in person from the Called Conference at Southern Nazarene University. And we're joined by our friends, Ryan Amy, Ryan Hanny, and Brent Green. So we hope you'll sit back, relax, and enjoy this extended edition of Pontificating Pastors. Hey Michael, how are you doing this week? Doing all right. How are you, Nate? Good. This is really weird. I'm looking right at you in a room, and We're it's in live. The same yes, so in person. Our description is actually true for the first time because we are yeah. we are actually in the same room. Well, since where we have multiple pastors in the room, which we we'll get to later. We do. So uh, we got some guests today, and I haven't seen you in a long, long time. So yeah, tell me about long. South Texas camp. Oh, we had a great camp. We had about uh, we had almost 500 kids and, and sponsors there um, down at uh, Trinity Pines in Livingston, Texas. Had a good time there. We had uh, Stuart Williams came down from Canada. I love Stuart Williams. Stuart Williams is a quality speaker, and he really connected with the kids and had some wonderful things about to say about uh, staying so close to your rabbi that you are covered in his dust. Nice. Yeah, and that was that was kind of the brainchild of uh, Stuart Williams and our camp director Ryan Hanny. Who is Ryan Hanny is here with us today. <laughs> Say hey, Ryan. I'm here. Hey, how's it going? Ryan uh, was the brainchild of your camp. Is that right? No, I was no. born of the he camp. Was, he was <laughs> director of the camp. <laughs> That's not how I meant to the, say that. <laughs> the idea. The idea or was his brainchild, the whole Dust of the Rabbi. So when I saw your well, big stage with yeah. Dust, I just thought Dusty Dimitri tried to get a plug for sure. himself. <laughs> sure. And they just left the last letter off his name. Sure. Well, we had this yeah. idea we were going to play this game called Get Dusty, which was Get Dusty by following Jesus, but also like Get Dusty. Get you know? Dusty. Yeah. Yes. He That's wouldn't awesome. play. No. He wouldn't let us play that game. Wow. He went and hid. So. Oh, well, since I've seen you last, I've been in Costa Rica, and I have one story I have to tell you, because it's just horrible. Okay. Um, So I don't know if everybody knows this, but when you go to uh, Central South America, um, Mexico, you don't flush the toilet paper, because it clogs up the septic system. So every time you go to the restroom, there's like a little trash can um, in the corner, and the church we were working at had this, it was a one-room church, and uh, there was a bathroom in the back corner of that one room, and there was no privacy. Like, oh, no. you just walk straight in this bathroom. Everybody's right there. You can hear everything. I, yeah. You can smell everything. I couldn't do it. Well, I wasn't going to do that, but we had dinner, and then I had this feeling come over me that everybody's <laughs> had it some way in their life. And so I'm oh, just no. like, I told Paul, I'm going to try to wait till we get back to the seminary because this isn't going to be pretty if it happens. Like, And then like 10 minutes later, I'm like, nope, 
I gotta go to the bathroom. So I go in that bathroom, and it's it's as bad as I had feared. Oh. And I'm just like everybody in this room is smelling what's going on in this bathroom right oh, now. Oh no! And I look over at the toilet paper, and there is none. Oh no! <laughs> and it's not a clean sweep, if you know what I mean. Oh no! Because usually those ones that come on you aren't, aren't really like that. So, <laughs> so I'm. So Sitting in there, and I panicked. Oh, I of course you would. know what yeah. to do, because if I open the door, like, say, I need TP, the smell is just going to overtake the room. Everyone's in there eating. Like, they're still oh, in there. So there's, like, this in this small one-room church, there's, like, 100 people. And so I oh, look down into that thing where people have thrown the old toilet paper No, away, no. And they wrap Nate. it they wrap it up so they cover it with some clean stuff after they're done usually so you don't just smell all the nasty. Oh no. So I used what was in the toilet oh, paper. Oh Nate. I'm so <laughs> it was so gross. Oh my goodness. Here's the grossest part. No, there's more? One piece was a little wet. Oh, I'm assuming it was a girl. Oh, so no, I like. No, I felt like I needed to no. take a shower the whole rest of the night. It was so bad and so funny at the same time. It's like the worst, <laughs> the worst story I can think of. No, every speaker you... we had had a horrible poop story about being in Mexico or somewhere. So uh, I felt right at home. But yeah, people are telling me why do you use my underwear and throw it in the trash? I'm like, in that moment, like there's not a lot of thinking going on. Like oh, I just my was like just panic mode. Yeah, and then Chris so Holcomb terrible. was like later, he was like, I was wondering what that smell, I was wondering who that was. <laughs> I, I tried to sneak out of there, you know, while everybody's <laughs> It was so bad. Oh, was, my goodness. It was a bad yeah. moment for yeah. me. But the, I well, survived. I, yeah. We had a great time. We are actually connecting with that church and giving BBS offerings to them. So it yeah. was an incredible trip other than that one. That one. Point. Yes, You'll that's... probably hear more about it as we go on. That's pretty terrible. Is that it? I don't want to hear more stories like that. No, you won't hear any more like that. No, I. You'll just hear about the good things that happened and yeah. the people that changed my life. So. I heard a, uh, a beatitude one time that helped me with mission trips because inevitably there are things like that that take place on mission trips. And so... Uh, I heard a, uh, one of the people over the many years that I've been doing youth ministry and ministries and doing uh, uh, mission trips, a guy said to my group, he said, uh, Blessed are the flexible, for they shall bend and not break. And yeah. I find that that's kind of the truth on, on most mission trips. We end up uh, always in, encountering something that you did not expect and cannot plan for. So we went to Mexico one time in this group. They gave out gummy bears, and that was kind of the same thing. They were like, be like a gummy bear, and we got to eat the gummy bears. But it was like, be flexible, be pliable, and don't bite each other's heads off, maybe. Yeah, Because yeah. we did that to the gummy bears. <laughs> you bit the gummy That was a bad analogy. Now yeah, I know, now that you think about it. So we're joined with three other pastors today. You've already heard from Ryan Haney. We got uh, another one who sounds like... Ryan, but it, it's Ryan Amy. So we have two Ryans and a Brent today. And Brent is two Ryans my youth and a Brent. Pastor. Woo! Yep. Brent is my youth pastor here in uh, Midwest City. And so uh, we're all at the Call Conference. And it's been a great week. Aside from the speaker tonight, most of the speakers have been. <laughs> <laughs> Michael is the speaker and I'm sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't resist so that. Fine. So. Um, yeah, y'all have any thoughts? Anybody want to throw something out there? I thought it was interesting that uh, that you mentioned bad analogies. Like, that <laughs> seems like a good past pontification point. 
to talk about some of the bad analogies. Yeah. For tonight, I, I addressed one in the message uh, about uh, we are a tool in the hand of God. And, <laughs> it's ever uh, you said, I'm a tool. I'm a tool. <laughs> and I said... You're a tool. That's, you, said, <laughs> you said people told me... Uh, they used to tell you you should pray, Lord, make me a tool. And I whispered to Brent, well, God answers prayer because Michael is a tool. <laughs> so tell us about the analogy. No, but, it was good. You know, the, the idea that uh, we're a tool in the hand of God. So like if I guess if you're a hammer, then God's using you to just, you know, pound nails in or whatever. So um, this sounds like a pretty rough calling in life. Yeah, but, we had uh, a guy who tried to use his head to... Knock a board around today. Yeah, we did. Almost a got a concussion. He knocked himself out <laughs> yeah. with the board. Yeah, so God doesn't just use us like a tool. No, God was, doesn't use us. Yeah. God, uh, God partners with us. And so, uh, like, you've heard that those analogies where uh, you are the tool in the hand of God or you are the instrument was probably a better word to use, but, you know, it was kind of funny to use the word tool, so I went ahead with it because it was a room full of teenagers. Right. But, um, but to use the word instrument might have worked better. Uh, but that that idea that God uses us is just a difficult thing. And so then, then you might move to the part where you say, well, God, if God's an artist, then you, maybe you're not the brush, but you are the canvas, you know, and you're the masterpiece that he's painting. And, and I've heard that before, and that's not such a bad uh, analogy, but I think probably uh, we want to move to a place where we are the apprentice. We are the one that God partners with to see redemption happen in people's lives. And so I think maybe that's an analogy, but uh, over the years I've heard a lot of really poor analogies. I, anybody else heard a bad analogy? Is that something that, you're, that you've encountered and you just thought, oh no, that doesn't work. Please don't, please don't do that. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> you know, so I'm sitting here as you, I know what you want from me and I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe any we should bad analogy. Giving you a week to come up with some. Man, I don't know. I got to hang some drapes today at our project, and I didn't have a tool, so I pushed <laughs> the nails with my hand. <laughs> so I guess I am a tool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that analogy is good when it comes to Ryan. Yeah, yes. Ryan is a tool. I'm a tool. He is a tool. All right. Yeah. yeah. Now I don't. I don't know too many bad analogies. I I could tell you some. Some ways that I, you know, we kind of express who God is uh, that are are kind of interesting, um, you know, like the old uh, idea that God is is kind of this. Well, the Old Testament God is is one God, and then the New Testament God Jesus is someone else, and so God is like pitted against God's self. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so it's sure. like you know, God's the angry judge and. I guess that is a bad analogy. And Jesus is the one who saves us from God. From the angry judge. Yeah, so that's that's probably the one bad analogy that I hear often. Um, sure. But right. God is the one who's coming after us. <laughs> sure, sure. And we, I mean, we have them for the church. We have analogies for the church. We have analogies for the people within the church, the body of Christ. That's, a, that, that's probably the go-to analogy that's the best analogy for us is to talk about the... The body of Christ. Yeah. Every once in a while, the bride of Christ becomes problematic when we begin to try to, you know, flesh out how, how we talk about that. Um, I, I heard one that was uh, said that we, our churches are just salt shakers, and I liked that analogy. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it holds the salt, but if, if you, the salt's ever going to do anything, it's got to be sprinkled out somewhere else. So, so uh, I think that was actually uh, your friend Todd Barker's dad who shared that. Oh, yeah, Terry. Terry Barker. Like, we just like to pretty up our church buildings, and we have fancy salt shakers. The church building but is they the stay, salt But shaker. they stay full the whole time. Yeah, but, yeah. but we, need to, we need to sprinkle the we salt need to, out. We need so. to shake it. Get, yeah. Get shaking. Yeah, that's it. That's an interesting analogy. I've never heard that one before. Yeah. That, that sounds like Terry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's very missional. He is very missional. So he's always about he, getting outside missionary, the doors of the church. So. He was a missionary. <laughs> yeah. So. What about you, Ryan? You got any, uh, Ryan, Hanny? Hanny. Any bad analogies? Hanny Pack. You yeah, got any handy, bad analogies? Hanny Pack. Um, <laughs> I was really proud of that. Didn't That's a good up. one. That's Thanks. Is that your Twitter name or your... Uh, Instagram. Instagram, Instagram yeah. there we go. Yeah, I was thinking about when I have kids someday, like getting a bunch of fanny packs and writing handy on them. There you so go. We like the amusement park family. Handy a bunch pack. Of, yeah, a bunch of yeah. handy packs uh-huh. on them. I'll start marketing it and selling it. That's yeah, good. you should. <laughs> fanny packs are all in on our yeah. Costa Rica trip, at least. They're making a comeback. They were everywhere. They're making a comeback in San Marcos. People are wearing <laughs> fanny packs, and I'm just, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Hey, they're growing in Collinsville, too, man. Are they? Yeah. Collinsville, you know that's the epicenter for all trends. <laughs> Everything starts in Collinsville. <laughs> yes, that's right. You can uh, click the link below to buy some handy packs. <laughs> yeah. we, we have handy packs for sale. Images yeah. of on his the, Etsy the handy shop pack at uh, at handypack.com. <laughs> I hope that's not like a really bad no, site. It's not a terrible site. We can like, still search that. People part. go to search it and there's like oh. pornographic images. Oh, no, that's terrible. Because they're going to start that's getting not... royalty checks or something. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks for mentioning Don't go to handypack.com. No, no, we've, not, is, we've so. not researched that. We're not sure what happens. But you yeah. can follow him on Instagram. Yeah. At handypack. Yeah. 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 So. So and it's just mostly images of you wearing a fanny pack, right? Well, it's a lot of images of my dog and then my fiance as of late. So, oh, okay, yeah. all right. People people didn't care about me until I got a dog, and they cared about me for a while, and then then the, the care went away, and then I got engaged, and then people start really caring, and I know that'll go away after a while. Sure. Well, I was impressed with my likes on Instagram for a time, and then I realized that they were really just because I was including my kids mm-hmm. in the pictures, and so their friends were liking my Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I was never impressed because, like, it's always about my kids. Sure. I, I have had some, you know, I've spoken some camps, and uh, there's a few females that tend to like every picture that my boys are in that were at those camps. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Fan club. Yeah, fan club. Um, <laughs> sorry to their girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a, I've got one that I've always thought about. Like, it was always presented to me growing up as this idea of following Jesus as a journey, you know, walking down some sort of road or highway, or you've you've seen every image in the world of you know the straight kind of straight and narrow path. And you know, I bought into that for so long, and I like the more and more I think about it, it just has become troubling to me because the roads were always narrow, and there was no room, there weren't room for others around you. And then once you were down the road, like there were always those distant, and so there wasn't there wasn't this ability to gather and to commune together. Um, and so while you know all images fall apart eventually, but like it was it pushed me along in this idea of going forward, this never-ending process, which was great, but then lacked the the connection that I think we 
we're so we're we so desperately need. It was very American. You blaze your own trail yeah. on the on the narrow road. There's room sure. for Jesus along with yeah, you. Yeah, Jesus but, can come. But. Don't bring anybody else. Right. No. You're just gonna yeah. get in your way. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna get in your way. Are you gonna have a slow kid? Yeah. Nobody wants and, a slow yeah, kid. Gonna slow us who all can't down. keep up. I'm the slow walker in my family, so Are nobody you? wants me on that trip. Really, I'm the fast walker in my family. My Maggie has started a new. She wants to start a vlog. A video log, a video blog. Oh, let's plug Maggie's vlog. Yeah, well, she. she <laughs> oh my goodness, probably cheerleading stuff. It, instead of vlogging with dad, she's calling it jogging with dad. Okay. It's mostly just little, short little video clips of her rushing to catch up with me <laughs> in Walmart and the supermarket and wherever we are. So she's she thinks it's the funniest thing ever. So my wife walks super fast, but I run faster than like when we go running. Mm-hmm. And I, I have asked her before, like, do you walk faster than you actually run? And she <laughs> has asked me, why do you walk so slow? Because you can run a lot faster than that. <laughs> but when I get in walk mode, Ryan and I this week, right. we got this kid with us who's been doing a lot of work for us. His name's yeah. Trace. Shout out to Trace. Trace McCallister. Trace can be our newest listener. <laughs> But Trace has been a workhorse, man. He'll take yeah. coolers over from here to the commons. We're watching. Trace is gone. He's like, Pow! out the door. And he's at the man. commons, like, before we. And me and Ryan are just, like, chilling. <laughs> we're, like, walking two steps, you know, a minute. And, and uh, we're both slow walkers. So. Except for when I'm with my wife. My wife gets mad at me. She Ryan, does. why do you have to walk so fast? I'm like, well, because I have longer legs than you. You walk fast when you're with your wife, but you walk slow with me? Yes, because I like to... I don't know. I'm not saying that because... <laughs> <laughs> I will be in the doghouse. So. Yeah. Okay, well... Um, but I do walk fast most of the time. I'm just tired, you know. Yeah. Well, it's so been a long week. It has yeah. been, but it's been a good week. It's been but good. I do um, I do walk fast, and my wife's like, Ryan, will you slow down? I got smaller legs, you know. Yeah. And I can't help that because it's got long legs. You can have it all, Lord. Every part of my world. Take this life and breathe on this heart that is now yours. So we're all here for the Called Conference. Um, for those listening, it's a conference of all young people, uh, high school age, who are considering going into full-time ministry. They may, they may not. They're still trying to figure all that out. They've sensed something from God that, that maybe uh, they might be a pastor full-time uh, or missionary or all kinds of different things. We've heard some great stories this week anything y'all want to share about this week that uh impacted you or you saw that was really incredible um for you well i have both of my kids here uh both well two of my kids so here. you have a third. i have a third kid poor judah i just left him <laughs> out sorry buddy um he's at home he has uh, been really making some youtube videos lately about jumping on the trampoline and so, sweet so i keep getting pings on my phone that he's He's made a new video and uploaded it. Um, I won't plug his show because I don't know that y'all really want to see it, and I don't know that I want people to see it. 
um, I let him do that that YouTube channel, but I'm not sure that I'm happy about, uh, you know, because I'm pretty sure you that, don't want his fan club to get bigger than yours. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Because you know <laughs> it will. That, and I'm pretty sure that he's not he's not real conscious of not getting our address <laughs> on the video, and I don't want people showing up to the house um, just to to jump know, on the trampoline. to jump on the trampoline. Oh, you could sell tickets, though. Uh, I could. It's could yeah, be. Totally could so. Be a revenue no, stream. <laughs> anyway, uh, I have three kids, but two of my kids are here, and I joked with Nate earlier about. I guess I I didn't do a good enough job talking them out of ministry. Um, you know, <laughs> the uh, not not that ministry's bad but you know uh whenever i told my parents that i was going into ministry they kind of went oh because that meant for them that you know i would probably live far away and uh they wouldn't get to see their grandkids every day and uh, those kind of things you know um and so now you're feeling and now i'm like man come on kids just go to the school in our city and live at home and just be here forever um and i thought i would never be that kind of parent but (laughs) but it turns out that i I really like them. Don't tell my kids I said I really like them because I've kind of got the bluff going on have for a while now. I think they might have figured me out, but I'm not going to admit it yet. Um, but it was so great to see, you know, uh, I don't want to get emotional. <laughs> but You uh, can get emotional. I can get emotional, I might. But, um, you know, just hearing my children articulate what the Holy Spirit is doing in their heart, what, what God is saying to them about their future. Uh, the fact that my kids are even thinking about their future and kind of, and that they have a concern that, that God would approve of, <laughs> of where their, their trajectory, you know, uh, that they care what God thinks at all uh, yeah. is really just a very exciting thing, you know, um, that they want to be creative and they want to be partnered with their creator to, mm. to do creative things that are redemptive. And, and tonight, like in the small group time when we broke out, my son, who is not terribly, Jonah is not like the kid who stands up in front of everybody and shares his heart. Um, he does he does occasionally, but uh, tonight he he was even kind of musing about some opportunities that he might have, and he started talking about his friend and how. And Ryan, you heard that you were sitting in our small group, um, and he started talking about his friend that he felt like God was calling him to mm. partner with to be a blessing to their high school awesome. and to their football team. Yeah. And I'm Great. thinking, man, this is just like, I I don't even know how I'm going to tell Shelly about it when I get home because she wasn't here to hear it. And I'm just thinking, I'm going to tell you about this, mm. but I'm just going to Shelly listens to Pontiff. <laughs> she does listen to Pontiff. So you don't have you to worry about it. You just told her about it. Just yeah, told her. I just told her about it. But, She's um, one of our biggest fans. Yeah, but I hope to have talked to her about it before she listens to the okay. episode, you know, because that, that might infringe upon some intimacy issues. Of yeah. I don't want to be infringing share. upon you and Shelly's <laughs> intimacy <laughs> That is not exactly right. what I'm uh, going for. Although we have gone on some mandates. <laughs> her and Polly get jealous. Her and Polly get jealous. Yeah. Well, so. tagging along with that, my second child is also here, who I didn't think was going to go into ministry and still may not like a full-time ministry, but... But it is pretty neat. Um, I, when Nathan was on the podcast with you, one of the things that he said was that, you know, the church environment that he grew up in helped to make that choice easier for him. So um, I think there's a lot of people involved in that, that idea that, that following God's will, um, you know, a lot of pastor's kids see 
like uh, there's no way I'm doing what my dad or mom does you know there's no way I'm going into that um, but to see that that God uh, might call you into it and even in a different way because Nathan today I we got to work with him and he seems to be really captivated by you know uh, one of the professors here who works with the homeless and he's been working down at this no boundaries place with his girlfriend and and so his ministry even looks a lot different than than mine has and uh, and he's working at the first Korean church so um, yeah it's exciting to see young people I heard uh, Thaddeus one of our speakers who did a great job uh, but he said uh, man I see these kids and I have hope for the future of the the church and uh, I think when I'm with kids uh, this age who are really seeking God, there's always that thing uh, that there's hope, that there's uh, there are people who are still willing to do whatever God asks them to do and and to to follow that call and and it's just great to see them worship because everybody's in it. Remember Travis Lee was preaching. He said, "I'm not used to people actually opening their Bibles and actually." <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a great week. I was going to tell you, for Judah, he should name his uh, YouTube channel When Pigs Fly. <laughs> and I'm going to trademark that. Yeah, wait, are you going to? Well, the trampoline, yeah. He <laughs> actually so. has named it Pigcraft because it started out with him building a trampoline oh, okay. in, mine, in Minecraft right. and then showing you how to build it and then jumping off of it, off of this tile tower onto it. And then he said, you know what, I'm going to show him how to do tricks on the trampoline so he's been doing that lately he's been a real trampoline on, on a real trampoline so, so now is he he's, building tall towers to jump no off? well okay. he wants to he, <laughs> he asked if he could jump off the house and I was we have a two, was the next we have thing. a two-story yeah and i was like no no you can't jump off the roof onto the you would that would send you can't imagine the force that that would be yeah. on your knees yeah. and hips and Ankles and Show it might throw you the into office. the neighbor's yard. You know, we're not sure what would happen there. So, anyway, so we'll definitely be filming that. Well, if that ever happens, <laughs> let us know. I'm not going to let, let it us happen. know how that comes up. I don't think. Mm. What about you, other folks? Anything you called conference? Hmm. Kind of piggyback off something you guys were saying, Michael. Michael piggyback. Was, piggyback. <laughs> we need you on all the time. I see oh what yeah, there. just here to plug your names. Yeah. We'll make you guys famous. Cookie back. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Cookie back doesn't work. We were. Michael knows this. I was kind of. I was kind of picking on both y'all's kids in. Uh, in Thank our, you. In our small group, yeah, yeah. You know, it's healthy to make fun of them, bring them down a few notches. But <laughs> no, I was I was pointing out both of them because we were sitting in uh, we're sitting in service and I'm at, you know back running slides which. Um, and I'm just watching all this happen and like hearing God's voice in, in my mind and this word stuck out to me. So I was thinking about how, uh, how individualistic we get when we think about calling or like following Jesus. We just kind of think about the person and their impact and what that looks like for their life. But I'm seeing, you know, your son and I'm seeing his kids and I'm thinking like, this is a, this is, this is a multi-generational thing. And God looks at that and God says, that's momentum. That something that that I did in some way that somebody responded a generation ago is now is now continuing to roll. Yeah. You know, this their response is about more than just their saying yes, but is about people before them saying yes. And so that we've got students say like, "Man, my call story is so boring. Like, I just raised in the church and like all this stuff." I'm like, "That's awesome because that means that God is moving. You know, yeah. and that means yeah. that people are people are capitalizing on that motion and that momentum and, and this word just kept ringing in my mind and I was like I was just so excited yeah um, well I think those call stories like you're talking about like 
if you really think about all the things that living for God like keeps you from like there's some things in the world that you're just going to run into Mm -hmm. some tough times some loss of friends or loved ones Um, but there's a lot of self-inflicted wounds that Mm. that you kind of miss and yet all of us have that grace story because I grew up in the church but I was a sarcastic punk who was not loving was kind oh sorry was yeah (laughs) Well, I still am sometimes. <laughs> the Lord is still working. Um, but, but, you know, there's, we all need that grace, you know. And so sure. all the stories. Yeah. But there are some things that you just avoid, some pains and some things, because um, you choose at an early age to try to seek God. And so, yeah, it, all the stories are good ones. And, uh, yeah, it's neat to see how generational sin sometimes takes generational turn but that's a cool thought that yeah generational momentum i like the word momentum Me too generational momentum. i was thinking you know like whenever i talk about transformation typically i don't talk about transformation in my own life um, because my life's been pretty i mean i was born uh, to parents who had started attending church they they were believers uh, they had given their heart to the lord recently whenever i was born uh, almost in a response to my my mom's pregnancy with me, they retreated to this community of faith that, that my, my dad's uh, mom had introduced him to and that uh, my mom wasn't in the same town as my mom grew up in, but uh, she, she retreated to this place of safety that was the church, and in doing so, their, their lives were transformed. But, I mean, that actually begins with my grandmother, yeah. Because you know, my, my and and somewhere down the road, my mom's uh, mom. So my grandmother that I never knew because she died before I was born. But mm-hmm. but so these people. I mean, she. I never met her, uh, and and I I knew my dad's mom, but she died when I was young, and uh, but these somehow these people who have gone on, but they were before me. They have this gravity mm-hmm. in my life, and it was interesting tonight that. That we had several commentaries, several questions about. Well, how is it that 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 people who are long gone have such gravity in our lives? And we kept just sort of joking with the phrase, "Well, it's quantum entanglement," <laughs> and uh, which is a fun. I think it's a fun conversation to have because it seems like quantum entanglement is this wonderful description of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so, how do how do these lives get quantumly entangled? How uh, I mean. Uh, you know, uh, the overlapping of lives. That's one really fun thing to, to be here for this called conference because I'm sitting in a room and I've got my kids in the room mm-hmm. responding to a call from God. Right. I, I've got uh, youth pastors sitting in the room who've brought kids who are responding to the to the call of God. And those youth pastors used to be in my youth group years ago. And I remember when they were responding to a call from God. And there's just all this overlap and these 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 lives that have been so entangled uh, because of their dealings with the Holy Spirit that uh, there's just a camaraderie there's a there's a, a family feel to the whole experience um, you can call it quantum entanglement it just means you're getting old, old. that's exactly <laughs> what your I was youth are, thinking. they're now having their youth here but right. I, w- I was also thinking just today about when I saw Nathan at this place that works with human trafficking and they, they have this house of hope there and 
I was just thinking, you know, God, I want him to outshine me in every way in ministry. <laughs> like, like, I want yeah. him to far surpass anything I've ever been able be to accomplish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they heard that. But Ryan said it won't be, be hard. It won't be difficult no, at all. I'm Thank kidding. you, Ryan. So, uh, was, that was Ryan Amy. He's the hateful one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's hateful, Ryan. That's That's hate. to, I'm uh, sweet, Ryan. No. Sweet, Ryan. Not hey, true. let me tell you, Nate and I, we've had some good times, too, with the popcorn thing so yeah we've had some yeah, dates too some dates too don't sure. get jealous right yeah. none of y'all get jealous so there's enough for me to go around that's right <laughs> that's right you chased down my heart through all of my failure and pride and on a hill you created the light of the world abandoned in darkness to die and as you speak a hundred million failures disappear we lost your life so i could find it here if you so Share your experience. Sure. I had this young lady in my group. Um, she was talking about what Pig said tonight about uh, who, you know, the question that you asked, who calls, who has called you, not your mom or your grandma. Um, and, and this young lady, um, you know, going back to Michael, what he was saying is that his dad was pretty much on board um, with his calling and stuff, but what does a calling look like when your parents are not on board? Mm -hmm. And this young lady was just, I mean, she was like, I'm trying not to get emotional. And I'm like, man, that's fine. You know, and so she started crying because um, her dad is just doesn't believe in that call. And, um, and so she's like, being here at this conference really confirmed that I am being called to something. And she's like, I just don't know how my dad's going to um, respond to that. And I said, you know, um, I hear you. It's tough. You know, it's tough to 
um, have that negativity in your life when such a positive force is coming into your life. Like God is saying, hey, I've called you to do something great that's something much bigger than who we really are. And um, I just reminded her um, yesterday during what I said during my seminar, uh, that First Thessalonians 5.24, when he says, um, I am faithful for, to the ones that I've called, you know, and, um, oh, and it's like, man, just remember that because when he continues to call you, he's going to help you through it. Yeah. Man, I mean, I remember my yeah. call. Uh, I mean, good grief, you know, my wife, she said, Ryan, I didn't marry a pastor, <laughs> you know, and she's <laughs> like, now that you're going to be a pastor, does that mean we're going to have, we're going to have to move away, you know, yeah. and. Um, she's going to have to behave herself, too. Yeah, you know, she's going to have to learn to play the piano and, and stuff like that, you know. But, um, she, oh, yeah. She still can't play the piano. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. let me tell you, uh, you know, she was raised in the Saint Springs Church, and she's like, I don't want to leave these people, you know. But she said, Ryan, whatever you're called to do, I'll follow you, hmm. you know. And. Um, and that's another thing is when you're in ministry, when you have a, a spouse, it's their ministry too. You know, they're the ones that come along with you. And um, I've been so thankful to my wife, but this young lady, back to her and her story, man, I, I just saw the the tenderness in this young lady. And, and, I'm, and I was just almost crying myself sure. because... Man, how, like you said, Michael, tonight when you're like, we get a front row seat to see really cool things happen. And right there in the prayer chapel here on campus, here she is pouring her heart out and saying, God, God, I don't know how this is going to look, but I'll say yes anyway. Yeah. You know, and no matter what the negativity is that's going to come, I know you're bigger than that. Sure. And man, I, I was just like, Holy cow! Yeah, twenty something, twenty years ago when yeah. I accepted the call, I'm like, would I ever thought that this was going to be like this? You yeah. know, I'm like, sure, man, God, you're, you're crazy good, you yeah. know, and man, it was just, this is fantastic, and I, I even went on to say I'm fortunate because I get to work with so many cool people, you know, <laughs> God has placed me um, in a place where, um, I, and I named all you guys, um, so. I'm, I'm trying to plug you guys too, but um, <laughs> but it is a blessing. Sure and, it is. Yeah. Sure uh, it is. I was going to say that. Yeah, it really is a blessing to be to serve in this manner. You well, know, to have that front row seat. I was looking around tonight, and I'm like, man, some of my best friends in the world are right here. Like like, God gives us these deep relationships because we sure. know the struggle, <laughs> we know what what we've been through. Like being yeah. a pastor is great and it's Mm -hmm. awesome and you do get a front row seat you know i've seen lives completely transformed in the last two years like i haven't seen in a long time and uh and it's amazing to get to watch that stuff Mm -hmm. but it's also difficult and and to have these relationships where you know i can call these guys up and and uh and just say hey you know this is what i'm going through Tell me not to quit today. I've, I've called <laughs> right. people and said that. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why am I doing this? Talking down. Yeah. And uh, and and I really had that thought tonight. It's funny you say okay. that. I was just like, these are my best friends in the world. These people in this room. Um, 
you know, they just, they get me, they know me, they love me in spite of my sarcasm <laughs> that I haven't gotten over. <laughs> but you know, though, we still, we get a front row seat into yeah. the worst part of, sure. of life, too. Oh, yeah, you get yeah. to see. You I know. remember the first time that, that, it, that it occurred to me uh, that somebody might not have that story of, that I have uh, in ministry and being called to ministry uh, that, you know, had mom and dad. Which my mom and dad, you know, they they were great about it, and they still are, and they're proud, and they love me, and they've supported sure. me in every way possible. Um, but that I was sitting, I was setting toilets, like we were we were refurbishing this conference center uh, on the campus of Nazarene Indian Bible College mm. uh, in uh, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. <clears throat> Which I don't, I don't even think NIBC still exists, but the uh, we were setting these toilets uh, in these dorm That's rooms. That's the glamorous stuff you do in ministry. That's the glamorous stuff you do in ministry. And I'm setting these toilets, and I've got this young man who's helping me, right? He's this teenager from New Jersey. And uh, we're on this mission trip at the same time that this group from New Jersey's there, and we're setting these toilets, and, and we're talking, and I've been we've been laughing and having a good time. I mean, you know, you got to kind of make light of situations when you're setting toilets all day. And, pretty uh, crappy situation. Yeah, it was a pretty crappy situation. <laughs> it sounds like Nate's situation. <laughs> yeah. well, no, I mean, a little different. This was brand I new toilets. on the toilet. These were brand new toilets. setting toilets, toilets yeah. in the so, so, you know, we're, we're trying to get the wax ring, and we really don't know what we're doing. I'm, I'm 20. Four twenty-five years old. Yeah. We twenty-four year olds don't yeah. know what we're doing. And, uh, That's what I call my father-in-law. And yeah, well, I usually yeah. call dad, but he wasn't anywhere around. So, and that was before you know, you know, I had a cell phone plan that would let me use up all my. <laughs> so yeah, so we had pagers. So, so we're still paging people, yes. but you know, um, this kid, like, we're at the end of the day, and he goes, he just like we're having a conversation, and and we're on family, right? And I'm talking, asking about his family. He said, Yeah, well. I, because I chose to come on this trip, I don't have a place to go home to. Wow. And his dad had just said, no, you choose the church or this family. That's wow. it. And he chose the church. Mm. You know? That's amazing. And, and I mean, I know him. I know where he is yeah. right now. I know where he is on a Sunday morning. I know the teens in his youth group that he's serving to this day. He went yeah. off to a college. You know, it's just the story. Um, and then he got to go back and reconcile with his family. Um, and, awesome. and, you know, it's not like the best situation, but, but it's better than it ever was before. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, you know, but just to hear those stories, I had a front row seat for the worst part of right. it. Um, and, then, and then I get, I also got to have a front row seat, you know, in a, in a visit to New Jersey years later where he's yeah. telling me the story of how it got better and how, it, you know. And, um, you know, but, but that's kind of one of those uh, uh, just kind of the, the blessing and curse of ministry right. <laughs> at yeah. the same time, yeah. you know, it's like, cause sure. you know, I, I, I've had that phone call that said, Hey, will you go with me to tell my parents that I've gotten my girlfriend pregnant, you know? Yeah. And that's a, that's not a front row seat that you really <laughs> no. wanted to have. Right. Um, and then, you know, but to then to see that kid, that baby that was unplanned grow sure. up and, and, uh, yeah. and and fall in love with Jesus, yeah. you know, right. and serve the Lord, and see the church yeah. love, and that, see the church love that oh, family. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's so, that's so worth it to have that front mm-hmm. row seat. My parents were really supportive, but I do remember when I told my dad I was going to be a senior pastor. He was shocked. <laughs> he was shocked. <laughs> he laughed. He was like, "Are you sure you can do that? Like, <laughs> are you sure, sure you, you can okay. do that?" And uh, it, 
and not throw my dad in the bus, but I, he it just caught him completely off guard because he saw me as a youth pastor, I mean, maybe too goofy and sarcastic and stupid, you know, like <laughs> I don't know, but 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 I will say. A couple years later, maybe three years later, I was at one of those points where you get where I'm like, Dad, I don't know if I'm going to do this anymore. Yeah. And I, I was like, this is tough. I, I thought it would be much easier, simpler. I thought I was going to – I didn't realize how much weight comes on a senior pastor and the, all the needs of the church, the young and the old. And, you know, you do things like you bury young children and you – you just you just work through some really tough stuff and and I was at a low point I was like I think I'm done like I don't know if I'm gonna keep doing this and I remember he came to my church like not long after we had this conversation and I preached and he never heard me I don't think live preach and uh, he came home and he said you don't need to quit and so, you know, it kind of came full circle, that sure. that kind of surprise. Sure. He was like, Nate, you, you have a gift that I believe God has given you to preach, and don't quit. Like, don't give up. And so, you know, to have that in your corner, like, it, my dad's always supported me. Sure. But, but even sometimes when maybe your family might doubt your ability a little bit. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, I doubted my own ability sure. here and there. So. Um, it's it's really neat to see how God uses people. Um, so yeah, we're all going home tomorrow. Um, I don't know what you guys have going on, but I'm back preaching, and then we head to VBS, and then but I'm gonna drop my youngest son off to college. Oh my goodness! So uh, Let's yeah, talk about that. I know this has been really cool though, because like I've never gotten to do this with all of us in a room, and. Uh, so I think we're going to have to have a meeting point like in Arlington or something every week. <laughs> every week. Every Thursday we're going to do a three and a half road hours. trip. <laughs> uh, maybe not. But, uh, yeah, any parting words? We're probably way over 30 minutes. I'm not watching the time this week, so. Yeah, well, I'm, I was just thinking about uh, uh, just the opportunities that we've seen. Uh, Brent is sitting here with us tonight, and uh, I posted a picture of the room of kids with their Bibles open and their notes out. Um, I even gave them permission tonight to open, to go and to my notes that were online. Mm -hmm. And I don't think any of them did because they all had their little journals and their pencils. And I mm -hmm. thought, this is an interesting room. This is not my yeah. normal, <laughs> your normal crowd. But, um, but I posted this picture online that just was this image of, I think it was Thaddeus speaking and, um, and the room just kind of fixed on him and said something about the call conference. And Brent's comment was just so poignant. It was so beautiful. He said, uh, he said, it looks like the church is in good hands. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just really, I'm really pleased to be a part of this and see these kids who really, they take seriously the call of God. Um, they, but they have so much fun together. Like yeah. they're from all over the place. Right. Yeah, they and, didn't know each other. And they didn't know each other when they got here. And they're going to have a hard time going home tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Because they've kind of fallen in love with one another. And we had to know, kick them out of this lobby so we, we could do this podcast. <laughs> we <laughs> we told them midnight, and it yeah. was like twelve twenty. We're still kicking them out. So. Yeah. Some of some of our my group, they're like, man. We came here hardly knowing anybody, and now we're like, we're best friends, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, besties cool. for the resties. Besties for the resties. <laughs> but they're like, man. But, and too, you know, just say what, what you were saying, they're all, I think they're all hungry for exactly yeah. what God wants for them. Yeah. 
And man, that is that's how beautiful. Yeah, and that gives awesome. me hope to see because I mean they're the ones that their responsibility is creating that community wherever they go. Yeah. You know, and they will yeah. like probably they won't live in the same city altogether again, but sure. they will go into different places and and see people that desperately need that. Right. Sure. That don't sit at a table and cross talk and laugh yeah. and, and yeah. cry yeah. together and have fun. And, yeah. right. and years later, they'll Facetime one another and record the audio on the podcast. <laughs> right. About, there you go. Yeah. About what you know, what ministry's like yeah, you know, exactly. on a space station or wherever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mike wants after to be a space station chaplain. They, I do. I yeah. want to be a space after station chaplain. they've served in the space month. force, all right. <laughs> right. Man. You're not going to find a better chaplain than him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I think we probably should sign off so we can go to bed and everybody can drive home safely, especially you two guys that uh, have a longer trip than us. That 30-minute drive I think I'm going to make, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Five, six? Six hours. Yeah. Six. Six. So, uh, well, this has been Pontificating Pastors from the Called Conference. And uh, love all you guys. Thanks for staying up late and recording you. with us. It'll be out probably Saturday night. So, uh, you guys can listen to it. Have a great one. See ya. Later. See ya. Hey, thanks again for listening to Pontificating Pastors. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor or any one of the other platforms. We hope you have a great week.